So here we are. It is January 1st, 2021. And to be honest, I'm sitting here in the tent this afternoon and I'm a little nervous. Uh, several weeks ago, my husband said to me, Elizabeth, there are two things I want you to think about and I want you to do in the coming year. The first one he says, I want you to write a blog. And the second thing he says, I want you to start a podcast. Both being all about what God is showing and teaching you about the kingdom of God in the one-year Bible. Now that's overwhelming. (laughs) I looked at him like, are you serious? I thought maybe he was going to ask me to do the laundry on Mondays or something, but the thought of doing a blog and a podcast seemed overwhelming. But you see, we moved to this ranch. Um, If you guys don't know, uh, Derek and I and Mike and Joanne moved up to this ranch two and a half years ago. We lived in Temecula. Mike and Joanne lived in Poway. We sold our homes and bought this 12 acres of land here in Rainbow, California. And we thought we would come and live simply for maybe a year. We bought a trailer. Mike and Joanne live in a tent, a very nice tent, has wood floors and a heater, so you don't need to worry about them, but a tent nonetheless. And we thought, well, it's kind of an adventure. We'll do this for 12 months or so, and then we'll have a house and we'll move on. But things didn't quite go the way we thought they would. Um, We moved here with no running water, no septic, and a week later, a fire ran throughout our property. A month later, Derek broke his neck. That year, we had the worst flooding, I think, that we've had in a hundred years here in Rainbow. And then we've had delay after delay after delay of the county Uh, not letting us build, blocking us, causing us to build roads that we weren't planning on, and just the finances were overwhelming, and we've had unending blockades to building our home. So as I sit here today, I'm sitting in a tent, I still live in a 16 by 16 house, Mike and Joanne still live in a tent, but what we've come to realize is that God had a different dream for this property than what we knew when we first moved on. Now we had prayed a lot about it and we were asking him, at least I know I was, I think we all were, we were asking him as we sought to move on to this land. I remember coming down one day and praying over it and saying, God, I don't want to be a part of this place. I don't want to move here to this place unless you have a purpose of it with your kingdom. And we thought actually at the time that the door had closed and we were not going to be able to buy this land. And I remember that morning coming here to pray and writing a prayer on a piece of paper and folding it up and putting it under a rock. And that prayer was this, God, if you ever bring us to this place, would it be only 
for your kingdom. If it's not, I am going to drive down that hill and never look back because I only want to be where you will use me for your kingdom. And if that's in my house in Temecula, I will stay there forever. But God, if you have purposed in your mind, in your eternal plan, to use that piece of property in rainbow for your kingdom, God, then bring us there. So, long story short, here we are. God opened the door and brought us here. But we've been waiting and waiting and waiting to build our house. And now with coronavirus, the county has been closed down. And we sit and we wait. So back in May, June, in the middle of all the stuff going on, churches are closed down. We decided, let's just start a Bible study. We're outside. We have this beautiful oak grove. We'll sit under the oak trees and we'll teach and we'll talk about the kingdom of God. That was seven months ago. And what we've realized now is that was the purpose of God from the very beginning. It doesn't have to be about our homes and our houses. Not that we won't build those. We still plan on building those. But he's given us a vision for this place. A vision for the people that he's brought to this place. That we would know the message of his kingdom. And we would take it from this place and proclaim it to the nations. So a couple weeks ago, when Derek looked at me and said, I think you need to start a blog. I think you need to start a podcast. His challenge to me was, Elizabeth, how can you use your gifts and your talents and what God has done in your life to further the kingdom of God from right where you are in this place with the people that he's given you on Sunday nights. Because a lot of the people here, a lot of the women have joined me in this journey of the one-year Bible. And more and more of them have said, Elizabeth, I want to join you this year. So this is my attempt to take what I see in God's word and share it with you. We, we talked about this when we first started Sunday nights. We shared this uh, that first night that we met. And it was this verse from 1 Thessalonians 1.8. And it says this, Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. So this is my attempt to branch out a little further. Because if I could, I would sit down with each of you one-on-one and share what God is showing me. We could talk back and forth and pray together and look at these words together and see what God is doing in his story together. And so this is my attempt to meet with each of you one-on-one or together as a group and share the kingdom of God, the gospel of God, and my life with you as well.
So anyway, like I said, I'm a little nervous. This is a different setting for me. I'm used to having people with me, and here I am sitting in the tent alone with this microphone. But here we go. January 1st, 2021. We read in Genesis, in the beginning. Oh my goodness, I need my glasses. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we go on and we see him create light and darkness, waters and dry land, the sky, the birds, the vegetation, all the animals. We see him create man in his own image. But what I was thinking about as I was reading this this morning was that this may be the beginning of the physical world, the beginning of mankind. But I just finished this book yesterday. I just, I just closed the book on Revelation and the book of Malachi yesterday. I've read it before. And what I know is that when we read, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This was the beginning of mankind, but this was not the beginning of the story. You see, in the mind of God, before the world was ever created, there was a plan. And that plan was for a kingdom. On Sunday nights, for those of you who have joined this, you've heard us talk about this verse quite a few times. It's from Matthew 25, and I'm going to start in verse 31, and then we're going to focus in on verse 34. And it says this, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. And this is the verse I want you guys to see. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. You see, we read in the beginning, God created the foundation of the world. But here in Matthew 25, 34, the king at the end of the days will say, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This is amazing. And Mike has shared this many times on Sunday nights, but I'm just going to share it again here because it makes me so excited. Because the word in this verse prepared in the Greek, listen to what it means. This word means to make ready, to make the necessary preparations. And it's drawn from the oriental custom of sending on before kings on their journeys, people who would level the roads and make them passable. This word is about preparing the road for the king. When we opened our Bibles this morning, or whenever you read your Bible, 
in Matthew 1, we read the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then we read name after name, generation and generation of people. But these people were the preparation that God used to prepare the way for his king. And the exciting thing about the one-year Bible is at the end of the day, you're going to be able to look at these names and you're going to know the stories of the people behind the king. Because at the end of these generations, we see the birth of Jesus Christ. And he was called a king. And we know him as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And don't you find it interesting that the first people that come on the scene right after Jesus Christ is introduced is what we would call the three wise men. Even though in history we have no idea how many there were. There may have been three There may have been more, but we do know from history that the wise men or magi were from the east, from Persia. These men knew, if you look back in history, and I didn't get all this by myself. I was actually studying it this morning. I was reading and listening to a sermon uh, and reading a sermon from John MacArthur, and I found it so fascinating because these men were from six hundred years ago, descendants of men from 600 years ago who knew the prophet Daniel, who knew the prophecies of the coming king. And they were looking for the Messiah. And don't you find it interesting that these were the men who were the first on the scene when Jesus was born? One of the primary functions, this was fascinating. Again, this is from John MacArthur, not from my own wisdom or knowledge. But I found one of the most fascinating things about the Magi was what their, one of their primary functions was that they were king makers. They were a part of the ruling house in the Parthian Persian Empire at the time of Christ. And their duty was to have absolute authority over the choice of a king. And here we have the preparation, the genealogy of Jesus Christ, all of the lives, all of the stories that have gone on in the Old Testament. And finally, we come to the book of Matthew and the birth of the king the Messiah, the anointed one. But what do these men do? They come before him and they worship. That word worship, I have a note in the side of my my Bible that says it means to kiss the ground as when one is prostrating before a superior to fall down and adore on bended knee. They recognized the coming of this king. 
and this kingdom was prepared beforehand at the foundation of the world. So not only was God in the beginning creating the heavens and the earth, but he was in the beginning preparing the road to the kingdom of his son. And these magi knew what Paul knew in the book of Colossians. That this was not an ordinary king. But this king was the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. For by him, Jesus Christ, all things were created. In heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions, or rulers, or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This king is the head of the body, the church. This king is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, this baby born in a manger, in him, this Messiah, this king who came from before the foundations of the world, in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, he would reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace by his blood shed on the cross. The Magi knew this. And they not only gave this king, this baby, the gifts that were fit for a king, but they gave him their knee. They bend down on their knees and worshiped him. And so should we. This is what the world is all about. This kingdom. And at the end of the age, the ones who will be a part of his kingdom are the ones who choose to bow their knee to the king and accept the blood that this king would one day shed on their behalf. This is the beginning. It's no wonder that David says in Psalm 1, Blessed, or oh how happy is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. 
this man will be like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in the season and its leaf does not wither. And in all that he does, he will prosper. It's no wonder that David says that in Psalm 1. Because the law of the Lord, what he commands us to think about and to search out is the law that points us to Christ. And when we set our face towards Christ and set our minds on him, the cares of this world fade away. And we become strong like that tree that's roots go down deep in the water. And we prosper not because of what we have, but because of who we know. Oh, my friends, that you would know this king and that you would choose this kingdom. And my prayer is, when we get to the end of the book, there's a parable that Jesus talked about. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has to buy that field. You want to know what my prayer is? My prayer is that as we go through this book, every word, every day throughout this year, that at the end of the day, we would see the glory and beauty of this king and so desire the kingdom of heaven that we would sell all that we had in order to get it. That we would sell, if necessary, every single thing because it's worth that much. His kingdom rules over all. I'm going to finish today. A couple days ago, We are at the end, and I was reading in Psalm 48, and I'm going to close with it today because I think it's fitting when we look at the creation and the coming of the King. Psalm 148 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. 
Let them praise the name of Yahweh. Praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded and they were created. And he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of Yahweh. For his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Speaking of the Messiah, the coming king, he has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord.